0: What's up everyone and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Rid now are back with you all today, and as always, we've got another tremendous episode in store for everyone at home. But before I get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. We continued our coverage of the St. Francis men's basketball team last week as I was joined in the last episode by Rennell Giles Jr. Rennell and I got into his career, starting out with what led him to wanting to become a member of the Red Flash men's basketball program, how it's been for him having one of his old high school teammates and Darian. Callaway, reuniting with him and joining the St. Francis men's basketball program and so much more. So if you want to hear about Rennell's journey to St. Francis and a little bit about the Red Flash men's basketball program, go check out episode 263 and all 263 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, we continue on our coverage of the Red Flash men's basketball program. As today, I'll be joined by Brad McCabe Brad and I get into his career and starting out as a walk-on for the Red Flash and how he was able to work his way all the way up into becoming a scholarship player for St. Francis how he was able to establish a relationship over the years with Josh Cohen fellow teammate of Brad McCabe's what his outlook is for this upcoming season for the Red Flash and so much more so if you want to hear about Brad's journey to Loretto Pennsylvania and a little bit about St. Francis upcoming season don't go anywhere because here comes Brad McCabe so with that folks Folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, J-A. And I'm here with current St. Francis men's basketball player, Brad McKay. Brad, great to get you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time because I know that the season's right around the corner. You guys have literally what about two weeks or so until the season really starts firing up. What's kind of the excitement level right now, just going around the team and around the program. And how have you noticed practice starting to kind of pick up in intensity over the last few weeks?
1: I think practice has been great. Um, it's very competitive with, you know, we have 12, 13 guys who can play now instead of last year. Um, we got caught up with miles over now and, you no know, guys getting hurt. So, being on the floor in practice and with the past scrimmages we've had in inter squad and UPJ, it's been very competitive. Like who's you want to be on the floor. So even in practice and those scrimmages have been great. And Coach Krim, everyone's fired up and ready to go for Bonaventure in 11 days.
0: Yeah, Bonaventure literally right around the corner. I mean, I can't even believe it that college basketball is already back. But I know another big theme with this team for this season is that all the new guys that you guys have added and all the new players and whatnot, how has it been just getting them acclimated to what you all do at St. Francis? And then how have you guys, like some of you, you know, veterans and some of you returners, kind of taken them under your wing and tried to show them the, the, the way around St. Francis?
1: I think they've been great and they have a lot of talent. I mean, and they listen. So and we're ready to rock. Like We're, we're ready to go. And um, it's been good having, you know, us older guys taking, t- we're taking them under our wing and, you know, they, they've they been great and they're helping us out on the floor.
0: So everything's been good and we're, we're just excited to get after it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, I think uh, you and everybody else on campus is excited for the season to start, but Brad, I want to get into your career and just kind of work our way to where you're at today. What ultimately led you to St. Francis? I mean, why'd you want to continue your basketball career there?
1: I mean, um, as you may know, Josh Cohen and I are from, the Jersey shore and we played each other in high school. And, um, we weren't very friendly, I would say back in our early years. And then, um, he came to the AAU team I was playing for, Jersey Force, And, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking like, wow, like this kid's actually here. Like, what should I do? I was thinking about leaving the team because we just never really got along like competing wise. And, uh, you know, he came to the team and we became best friends. And then I had, I had a, a handful of division two, four rides and, St. Francis and FDU were the two divisional schools that uh, gave Josh a full ride, and um, Josh was like, "Yeah, if you don't want to come here, just come with me. Like, we'll see what we can do." And uh, I talked to St. Francis staff, and they said, "Come on a visit." And uh, I really liked it out here. I thought I needed to get out of the get out of Jersey, and you know, with me and Josh, I thought we'd have a good time. And uh, my goal is to ultimately get a scholarship and play. And here we are. So I redshirted my first year, and. um Coach Criminal gave me the opportunity to step on the floor against, um, Bryant, uh, last year after having COVID two times. So it was, it was a, I dealt with a lot of adversi- adversity and, uh, you know, eventually got that scholarship. And, you know, now this year's a completely different story with, you know, our whole, um, our whole team. And, you know, with me being a full scholarship guy is very different from being a walk on. But so, it's a, that's just my story. I just, um, it's crazy how, what I thought I could be is like now here, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm very excited just to really have a full season on the floor. So.
0: Well, I kind of want to unpack this, this having COVID two times, uh, that's going to be pretty wild. And then you factor in, you know, you, you know, I, everyone that I've talked to, it's getting your stamina back, it's getting your wind back. It's all that. So what was that like having COVID twice? And then also you come back from having COVID and then boom, you get it again. That's gotta be super frustrating.
1: Yeah, I actually had it on my birthday. The f- the first, um, back in 2020 and then, um, last year I had it around the same time around my birthday. It was right before it. And, uh, we were, um, going up to Cornell and that, that was a wait. I, I got to restart there. I had three false positives on campus. So St. Francis thinks I had COVID five times. So, which is insane. So I missed I missed several games just from being, well, false positives are two weeks of quarantine, no matter what. So there's two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and then eight weeks with COVID. So I missed 10 weeks of this program um, with games and practices, like overall, just from having false positives and actually having COVID. So I missed some time. I'll tell you that. Right. When we, um, when we went to Cornell for um, last year in the beginning of the season for non-conference, I hadn't, I had COVID, but it was a false positive and I missed that game and, i was I was hearing I was expected to play, and that kind of that, that dialed me back again. You know I had to work my way back, even though I didn't have it. It's not like I lost win or anything, but you know just me missing a game and a couple practices like it hurts, so you know, I dealt through it, I got through it, and uh, I'm here, so I'm good.
0: Well, I think the most, or at least for me, if, if I, if that was me, what would be so frustrating is you're mentally gearing up to get back on the court and then bang, you get a false positive and you have to start that process all over again. Talk a little bit about just what that does to you, to you mentally, because I think we always heard about what it does to you physically, but what does that do to you mentally when you're about to go out there, everything seems fine. And then you get hit with another, you know, brick wall or some sort of roadblock and you have to start the process all over again.
1: Yeah, it definitely hurt. Um, you know, because I'm I'm banned from basically campus and the gym. So if I can't get in a gym here, like you know, I I can't do anything. So once I found out I didn't have it, I went to the local CVS or Right Aid and I got a a PCR test because if it was rapid, it um it it didn't matter. You still had to quarantine for two weeks even though it was false. So I got my PCR test back two or three days after. So sit in the house for about five days, just like knowing I wasn't sick just going crazy and then um once I knew I had the PCR test back um I went to a local gym back in Evansburg like 10 minutes from here, and I just lifted and they they had a little hoop over there and uh that's where I that's where I hooped a little bit so I was lifting there every day knowing I didn't have COVID not not like I was hurting anybody so with me being banned from campus that's what I did so
0: yeah, I mean, hey, by any means necessary, right? You got to do what you got to do sometimes. But I want to go back and revisit the whole thing with you and Josh Cohen. Josh has actually been a great guest on the on the show as well. So um, it's nice to kind of hear it from your side now. Uh, so talk a little bit about this relationship you guys had just before you guys came to campus and how it's kind of gotten better and it's increased. And you guys now, like you said, are best friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think how like we weren't, we both didn't really like each other from the beginning. So, you know, with coming to the, the jersey force program was i don't know it was, it, it was kind of like meant to be so you know um getting to know each other hanging out after games and just like i was like I, re- I was really thinking like how how do i really like this kid like we were like we like really did not like each other and uh you know he really he's really telling me just come to st francis like you, you, i know you can play division one basketball you know you can play division one basketball your family knows and uh i never had a full ride but i was getting recruited by um the patriot league the ivy league and some other schools outside of that. And uh, no one ever budged. So it's kind of upsetting, but um, I knew I wanted to play at this level and I knew what I could. And, you know, Josh really helped me uh, put in the word for me and get me here. But it was all, it was all up to me anyway, because I had a, I had full ride D2, so I wouldn't be in debt, but I had to sacrifice a couple of years of paying for school to, you know, play in a division one gym. That was my dream. So And
0: it came true. So, but now we we got, we got work to do. So we're not done. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys definitely have a lot of big things ahead of you, but I want to get into just kind of the mentality that you had as a walk-on, because I'm sure that had been very interesting, just kind of knowing you're coming to campus and saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to just do the best that I can. What is that like having not really necessarily a sense of security on the team, if you will, coming into the program as a walk-on?
1: I definitely had a chip on my shoulder um, because I knew I could play here. And, uh, the beginning of last year, I was still on scout team. So, you know, I'm coming to my junior year and I'm like, man, I'm still on scout team this, that, but I just, I would, I would get down on myself here and there, but I just kept thinking, I just got to keep going. Like, it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's not even easy for these scholarship guys. You know, there's some scholarship guys who like don't even play. So I knew I had to work 10 times as hard. And, uh, you know, I really focused on my diet, which really helped me a lot. And, my and and being in the weight room and just coming in and get extra sauce up when I can. So, And then dealing with schoolwork is a whole nother thing. So um, I had to balance my life here. And, you know, I just I put in all the work that I needed to do and it eventually paid off. So it was definitely a very hard thing on me. Like it like it was it took a toll on me. It did because there were times where it was really hard and I had to deal with a lot. So but I just I kept going. So I'm glad I did.
0: Yeah. Well, it definitely paid off for you in more ways than one. And I want to talk about that moment that you received a scholarship. You find that out. That's gotta be probably the greatest news. And again, I don't know, but I'm going to assume the greatest news in your life or some of the best news at least. What was that like? How rewarding was it? And then how would it, how did it break to you? Like, I mean, was there kind of like some sort of cool reveal or anything like that? It was,
1: it was actually like probably two or three o'clock in the morning coming back from Wagner. So, um, Actually, since I'm not vaccinated, nor uh, like Luke Gregory, like Josh, and there's some of us like could not go play in New York um, from last year. So um, Coach, I, I heard from Josh that Coach Krim and the staff, they weren't going to take us to Wagner because there was no point. So um, I know Josh mentioned to me, he said, I'm going to go to Coach Krim we want to be with the team, like just because like we're, we could be in the hotel because we stay in in Newark and then they bus over to Staten Island. So we stayed in uh, the hotel with one of the GAs that was with us too and the bus driver. And uh, we watched the game on TV. And then uh fortunately we lost, but then you know, we hopped on the bus like with the team because we want we want to be with the team. We don't want to sit around at school like without our team basically, like in the playoffs. So um we all went with them and then we came back. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning and the criminal was just giving a speech and then all of a sudden, like I just like I didn't I couldn't believe it. It was very emotional for me. Um I honestly couldn't really believe it. So it was it was a very special moment, definitely in my life. So
0: What did you think back to in your just life and your career? And especially, you know, kind of in the, the shorter time frame, your time at St. Francis, what did you think back to when you found that out?
1: It's, it honestly felt like a blink of an eye, you know, cause you know, now I'm a senior year and I have two or three years left eligibility wise, but you know, me being a senior here already, and I feel like I just got here last year. So um, it kind of just, it, I didn't believe it. So it just, it was just emotional, man. I just, it was, it was, it was great that I accomplished that and just we've, we have a lot more to accomplish. So I'm excited to get going, but, uh, it was definitely a special moment.
0: Well, let's get into this upcoming year. Cause I mean, you've got me real excited for, for some college basketball in general, just coming out of the summer, coming out of the early part of the fall time. What have you noticed your team improve upon from last year into this year already?
1: I think intensity wise, um, and I think we did a lot more um, conditioning and um, better lifts as a team. Like we're just more in shape. Um, and I think we did, the last two years haven't been great overall. And I think we're second of it, especially the, the veterans who've been here for a couple of years since Keith Braxton and um, Isaiah were here. And, you know, me and Josh and, and Luke saw what a winning team is like. And uh, I've been to an uh, NEC an championship and I've, I've, I've witnessed a loss. So it hurts. Um and we have enough talent. Um we have the staff and we have the um we have the things to help us win. So we have the guys, we have the talent and uh I think we're just like fed up with the last how the last two years have turned out. Um can't count injuries, but um no matter who's on the floor, no matter who's in the program, we can we can do this. So I'm just ready to rock. So.
0: Well, what are some, what are some games on the schedule? You know, maybe maybe even the first month or so of the season that you're really eyeing and you're really excited for personally.
1: I was excited to travel, you know, get out of Loretto a little bit. We're going to Miami. We're going to Hawaii. Um, but they're going to be business trips, you know, like, but like we're excited to get out, but yeah, we're going to Hawaii, all this, that, but you know, we, we have, we have work to do. Um, but and we have a really good schedule and, uh, you know, Butler's a big one Ohio state's a big one. Um, we have nothing to lose. Though we're ready, we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to play. Um, I think last year was just a lot of up and downs and intensity-wise in game, and I think this year is gonna be completely different. And I could see it already from the last scrimmage and inter squad scrimmage, and practices have been very intense. So I know it's gonna to lead to the game, but we haven't played with a crowd yet, and it's already in t- it's already, um, has a lot of intensity. So um, I just can't wait to get on the floor at Bonaventure with their fans rocking and us, you know, beating them. So, yeah, exactly. How much do you miss having fans in the stands? A lot. COVID year was hard too. So it was, I'm excited. I love having fans.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, I think fans is, you know, that's, that's a third of it, right? I mean, if you don't have the fans and i mean, you could even speak to this, it's it all of a sudden turns into kind of a glorified pickup game a little bit. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a little weird. I'm sure it's very weird, but I know that you've got big home opener coming up. I believe it's November 12th, Jack Phelan classic playing Hartford, What's kind of the excitement level around not only the Jack Phelan Classic, but just the home opener? And like you said, the anticipation of getting fans back in the stands and kind of having a, a clean sheet, if you will, with COVID and everything else behind you. And like you said, you guys have a full year ahead of basketball. Yeah, we're very excited. And um, I, a lot of people are asking around,
1: um, you know, how are you guys going to be this year? I heard you guys got a lot of good freshmen. say, so, yeah, like we got work to do, but we, we have uh, we got a great a great team, great staff. And like, we're, like, we always say like, yeah, we're going to be good, but this year is going to be, we're going to, we have Landon more we have Landon Moore, we got Cam, we have Justin, we got a lot of guys who are really going to help us. So um, I'm really excited to get going and everyone around Loretto is ready to, you know, get rocking into golf.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun season. I'm very excited to catch some red flash basketball myself, my friend, but Brad, you've been awesome to have on the show before I let you go. One last little question. And I'm very excited to hear kind of this, this answer from you. Cause I ask this question all the time to all my guests. When did you kind of realize and have that, that epiphany or that aha moment that you could play basketball at the collegiate level? And it kind of went off and you said, you know what? I can definitely play basketball at the D one level.
1: Um I got. I, I got to bring it back to my senior year, the Shore Conference final um, against Rannie, the number one school in the state. They were ranked probably top fifteen in the country. Um, they have a guy who's with the Hornets right now, Scotty Lewis, and uh, they have Brian Antoine who was at Villanova and now he's at uh, Radford, I think. Um, but yeah, they had two McDonald's All-Americans on the team, and you know we were number two in the Shore, and they were number one, and uh, we had a great freshman point guard, Ben Roy, who's at. Uh, Boston, you right now his first year, so good luck to him. And uh, we, had, we had another D three guy and a guy who plays uh, baseball, at Louisville, who's six seven, and then another guy who played uh, football at Monmouth University, who's six seven. So we had a really big team. So I was uh, I was the two guard, three guard, and uh, we knew we can go in and give him uh, give him a run for their money. And I was nine for ten from three and had uh thirty three on them, but we still lost by ten. But that's when I knew that Monmouth University was sold out with five thousand people. And, you know, I showed everybody I could play against anybody. So I was just very surprised. Like, I didn't get anything out of that game. And after that game, I really had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, wow, I really can play against anybody. Um, Because I actually played with those guys back when I was younger, back in fourth, fifth, sixth grade. So I know them very well. Um, So just playing them back in senior year, knowing they're committed to these big schools and knowing I just have D2 offers, kind of just really – made me have an edge and you know i just i went out there i I told people i said if you don't think we're gonna win you don't have to come so i was i was ready to go and you know i put on a show but even though we still lost we still gave a run for their money so after that game i really realized that i can play it i could play a divisional basketball so you know then i got here and i put in more work and here we are so
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely gave them a run for their money. And you also gave all those fans uh, a good show for their money as well, my friend. It's been great to have you on the show today. And uh, good luck this season. Excited to catch you guys on the court. And uh, good luck this season. Stay well, stay healthy. And we'd love to get you back on the show down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you so much and there he goes brad mccabe another wonderful episode today everyone thanks for joining me here on the bench be sure to keep following and subscribing to ride in the pine on apple and spotify and keep following on twitter at ride the pine 20 rtp all capital instagram at riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase and on tiktok at ride in the pine all lowercase for all the latest updates on episodes and content to come all 264 episodes are out now keep leaving those ratings and reviews and again folks keep your eyes and ears open for some more coverage of the red Flashmen's basketball program coming up here on rtp but once again everyone thanks so much for tuning in today and until next time on riding the pine keep on sitting the bench with me